When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sabal Don't Lie right here on 104 Down the Horn. I do recognize the song, um, one of the clues for a new theme Thursday when Patrick the Idea you never plays songs that are supposed to provide clues to Harge and I that lead us to the featured, uh, sorry, to the theme, I should say, of new theme Thursday. All right, Harge, what you got? Last thing I can say is like best buddies or Oh, today is National Best Friend Day. Hey, today is National Best Friend Day. Right. Well done, now. Golly. How the hell do you know it's National Best Friend Day? I mean, I, mean, know, I know because it's my job to know these things. I know. <laughs> why, do you, is it, why does Harsh know that? Because it popped <laughs> up and I heard something about it today. Wow. National so Best today is Friend na- Day? National Best. Because I also saw a tweet of somebody that hit a home run and they were in the dugout and they were hugging and it was like, the best friends. The best friends. National Best Friend Day because he had a home run and they hugged. National yeah. Best Friend Day. Why can't it just be National Friend Day? Why has it got to be no, it's Best Friend Day? I'm sure there is friend, a National though. Friends Day, too. It'll be coming up next. <laughs> that's, a, that's probably a different day. This is National Best Friends National Day. National Friends and Best Friends Day. <laughs> yeah. So the, the first uh. song was with a little help from my friends. Oh, and then yeah. the theme from Friends. Yeah. And then you're my best friend. Yeah. Okay. So they're all songs about oh. friends. Got it. Okay. Oh, I know I saw you going to play. You're definitely going to play Friends. The, the hip-hop song. How many of us have them? Oh, I don't. Friends. I don't even think that's, that's on there. Uh, one well, you can depend on. You know, Let's it be friends. Friends. play the song called <laughs> Friends on National oh, Best Friends Day. You I can, know I can song. tell you because you did not come up on any of my research <laughs> trying to find it. No. How is that possible? Because I looked up. Because the people who put this stuff on websites are white women. <laughs> that's why. Are <laughs> white what? They're all white. Women. Every website that has playlists is white women. That's the only excuse. I'm like, Ted. who did he made a song called Friends? <laughs> it's a great chorus, too. So did Biz Marquee. Oh. You can't say she's just a friend. Oh, oh baby, thank you. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. too. Is that going to be played, Biz no. Marquee? No. Oh, that's <laughs> not about best friends. That's about your girl cheating on you. <laughs> hey, she used to be your best friend. Sometimes <laughs> cheat on you with one of your friends. That has happened, too. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that uh. sucks. All right, That's national, terrible, people. National Best, national friend, best day. friend Day. Yep. Okay. It's one of those days, one of those holidays. It's kind of like 420 and like Valentine's Day. That if you are, like Valentine's Day is for lovers, right? But if you're, if you're real lovers, you do that all the time. Yes. Like we, we, get, we, you know, we express day. our love. All, exactly. If Earth you're a real day. smoker, 420 ain't nothing. It should be nothing to you. 
Cause you get down that's, every day. That's like St. Patrick's Day, right? <laughs> if you drink, you drink. <laughs> don't need no day to celebrate. Like, no, I do this every day. Hey, every day is four twenty for me. Don't disparage the day where I get free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how that's I feel about. That's a great point. That's a great point. Your real best friends, National Best Friend Day, shouldn't be a thing. Your best friends no, all the time. Look, none of these should be a thing. They're all just made up weird holidays. They are it made just up happens holidays. to me. Look, every single day when I'm looking up stuff to be like, oh, what can we play? There's like 45 days it is every day. Like it's <laughs> it's National Thomas Day or something like that. Like there's just weird days that somebody <laughs> made up a day. Thomas, Thomas day. the Train. Make sure Thomas the Train. Yeah, I wonder what it takes to make up one of these holidays. Like could we come up with a holiday? Our show, could we come up with a holiday? Oh, could we yeah. come up with a ball don't lie holiday? Uh, easily. <laughs> just make up something. Yeah. Get it somehow, get it uh, out there in the in the Twitterverse, yeah. in the pop culture, and somehow one day we hear about, oh, you know, it's National uh, Ball Don't Lie Day. And you're like, what the hell is that? It's like, <laughs> Whoa, we made it happen. We got wristbands. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gene right. Wallace comes after us. <laughs> yeah, because too big of a deal. It's like, hey, yeah. man, I'll stay with that. I got copyright on it. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll get to uh, some more uh, discussion about a new theme Thursday now that we know what the theme is. It's all about National Best Friend Day. Thanks, my man, Patrick. Uh, you can always reach out on Spec Text Line, 512 337 We have uh, head coach uh, JT Blair of Westlake uh, Baseball coming on and at 430 for Hard Knock Life. So we're really looking forward to that. All right, gentlemen, uh, Horns 24-7. I believe my man Chip Brown is inside a piece. See, breezy. He always does a good job. Yep, you worked for many years with Chip Brown. Chip Brown, a uh, good friend of, of all of ours. And he does a good job. When he's breaking stories, he's always uh, looking for the news, man. Looking yep. for the news. Yes, a sir. lot of it, the Long, Longhorns don't want him to report. <laughs> but he reports it anyway. Um, he re- he's reporting in his insider piece that Steve Sarkeesian is changing uh, all of the signals. Uh, and the ways the plays are signaled to the players from the sideline. Um, quote from the article, all of the cards that have been used and all the signals from the sidelines are completely being changed out. Sark got word that teams were on to his signals. So the last several meetings and player coach practices have been dedicated to learning the new signals for the players. This has all just begun. So it's like learning a new language in a lot of ways because there's a lot of information coming in from the sideline for each position group to process a player's ability to pick up these new signals is playing a big role in some of their ability to break into the too deep right now. Uh, The source also told Chip Brown that there were certain games, including last year's matchup against Alabama and UT's home game against TCU, when it seemed like the other teams knew what play was coming. Um, said the new assistants, Paul Chris, Payam Sadat, and Joe DeCamillas, looked at last year's games and confirmed the concerns that opponents might have known Texas signals, the source said. Um, he says, getting the new signals down have been a huge priority for the two deep. Everything these players have known in terms of the ways the plays were communicated the last two seasons has changed. That is the, uh, the report from the insider piece over at Horns 24-7. Okay, so just a couple of things before we start breaking this down. I, I do not – I don't know. I'm going to start reaching out to try to find out how often coaches change their signals because I do not know how, how often it happens. Right. Um, but I will say it is something that's, of course, in the head coach's purview, especially he's being a play caller. Uh, and, man, with all the turnover, just turnover period, whether you're talking about coaches or players in the transfer portal era, just because of coaches leaving your staff, now you've got a lot of assistants, right? You've got a lot of assistants that come on your staff, assistants to the head coach. You've got a lot of these, you know, you're building up all of your, you know, your support staff. And these aren't that's all coaches. They're support staff. They're analysts. All these, you're, talking about, you're talking about scores of people 
that come in and out of your program ding, that, ding. that know the plays, that know the signals, and then they leave and they go where? To yep. another coaching staff because exactly. they're climbing the ladder. And, and not and only that, they got also play- got buddies on the other teams yes. as well. And then you got players via the transfer portal that are leaving via the transfer portal going to other schools, even in your conference. Mm-hmm. You would think that it happens more frequently, but apparently it does not. Um, and, and in addition to that, and you said the turnover, which is frequent in college football now because the staffs are so huge, support staff so big, you have so many people coming in and out of your program, hard to keep a lot of secrecy. But also, hard opposing film study. Team, after about a year, after about two years, teams are watching. They, they, got, they got literally have these support staff guys, analysts that are in rooms sitting, watching your plays for hours over and over and over again. And yes, sometimes they are watching the sideline as well to try to see if they can pick up tendencies and they can pick up some type of tip that will give them a hint to exactly what you're doing. So my thought is this would have been happening I don't know, ever so often, you know what I mean, periodically anyway. I think it might have already. It has to. I mean, I, if, if, you, if you're not trying to steal signs, you're not doing your job. I'm going to be 1,000% honest. If you are not looking at what – you come in here every single week and tell us how to beat a team. Every single week. Mm-hmm. You work here. Mm-hmm. So the people that are actually getting paid to do that should be doing just that. They should be breaking down when he comes out and he does the the sound, (laughs) be prepared for him to throw a stop route. (laughs) If he comes out and he brings in a guy and he does two hands and they hold up the sign that says 104.9 the horn, (laughs) that means they're going to run a two-back set. You know, there are certain things that always happen – I'm I'm that guy that I'm always looking at the sideline, the dugout, the third base coach, whatever's going on by the coaching staff on the basketball court. How are they talking? I'm that dude. I am always trying to figure out something. I don't know how many times I've been at a baseball game, even high school baseball games here recently, where I'm like, this guy's tipping his pitches already. Yeah. You know why? Because I look for stuff like and that. And baseball's culture is a culture of trying to steal Absolutely. signals. Absolutely. Sometimes illegally or outside of the rules. But it's always been that for a for decade, for no, sorry, decade, but a century plus. Exactly. It's about trying to steal the opposing signals. And I think there is that culture in almost every sport. And we've seen, we've heard of examples of this, right? Even the, probably the most ex- famous example is uh, the Super Bowl when Rich Gannon wins the MVP yes. uh, and the Raiders are playing the Bucks. I believe it's at thirty-seven. I'm not sure exactly. I think it's thirty-seven around there, or something like that. And J- John Gruden uh, was traded to the Bucks, and the Bucks made it to the Super Bowl. His first year traded there, and Bill Callahan was the coach of the Oakland Raiders. Yes, and Rich Gannon won the MVP award, running the same offense with the same plays that he ran under John Gruden. When John Gruden went to the Bucks, he told him, he said, hey, man, it might not happen, but just in case they're not changing the hand signals and they're not this changing the signals, this, these are my signals that, that me and Rich Gannon had when I was coaching the Raiders. Yeah. And they got to the Super Bowl, and it turns out they didn't change the signals. And they were shocked. Yes. They were like, they didn't change the signals, guys. They, this is, it's, it's the same signal that we ran when I was the head coach. And that's why they blew him out. What, he throw five interceptions in yeah. that game or something like that? Yeah. It, goes, it goes back to your situation, too, at the Cotton Bowl with the dummy script. The dummy script. Yep. They dropped it. He comes in and he changes everything. 
and y'all are, before you know it, y'all are like, "What in the hell is going on?" <laughs> yeah, they because this ain't the script. They that expected we thought. us to steal. They, exactly. they use it against us, right? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna think that they got this." <laughs> We're going complete opposite. Got down double digits. See, too. they're quick. I talked about this the other day. That was the the finals with the Spurs <laughs> sweeping the the Cleveland Cavs. Mike Brown used the Spurs playbook. You yes, you did. Out. You brought that up. And it was just the Spurs like, "Yeah, we know what you're gonna do." Yeah, those are our plays. We all practiced these last year. Right. <laughs> right. And I wonder like how how deep into the you know the series or the competition that the opposing coach goes. I would love to hear the NFL films, because uh, I know they have the sound of like Mike Tom, the guys on that staff figuring out, no, no. It's just guys, it's the same signals. Or when the Spurs figured yeah. out, guys, they're running the same plays that and they're we, calling it. And they're the calling same. the same, <laughs> they're calling the same thing. <laughs> they're calling the same exact yeah. thing. No, and that, well, because the Spurs was the worst just because they're like all the players knew it. Because it wasn't just, hey, a coach teaching you, hey, when they do this, it's like we literally know. So as soon as any of us hear it, we immediately know what's happening. Yeah. And so, so as I'm not gonna be, you know, overly critical of Sark because we've just talked gave you examples of it happening at the highest level. So it right. does happen. Yeah, for teams, sure. They just don't do it. I, I, I do think it's a, it's it's a little irresponsible. I mean, to cons- it, you know what I mean? To to not consider that. Yep, it's yep. like, man, yep. of course you have to change that periodically. And if that cost you a couple of wins last year, um, then that's definitely an indictment on you as a coach. Now, keep in mind, Sark has only been a head coach for about, well, I think, like 10 years or something. And he's a head coach and a play caller, so that's a lot on his plate. And he's been a play caller and offensive coordinator for like 15 years. So my point is, how often, I would love to ask him, how often have you changed the signals? Yeah. In your 15 years as a play caller and or a head coach, well, how often have you changed your signals? It goes back to what we talked about. Because I think you should be about. changing it every, every year. year. Every year. Well, like, especially when you're in the same yeah. conference and you're going against the same teams every single year. That's why I was always saying if you can coach, you can coach. Hmm. And you got to be able to change along the way and tell the kids, hey, it's still the same thing. You just got to change how you deliver it. Yeah, your packaging, yes. your presentation. Your presentation is all it yeah. is. It's the same thing. Everybody's that's running the same place. Everybody's running the same place. Exactly, <laughs> and that's why it drives me nuts when they come in X, Y, Z to the left. and all the. I'm like, just tell them, hey, we're going to go hot right here. And, and everybody knows because we practiced it the entire time. Hot means I'm going to block down. You're going to come this way. It doesn't have to be X, on, X, Y to the left and – all the crazy Y banana that John Gruden was calling out. You can just say you Omaha ju- every time. Exactly. <laughs> and you can say it in different inflection. Omaha! <laughs> Omaha! Omaha! You no, know, there's definitely a new way, a new age of thinking where you don't have to have, you know, the offense be so convoluted and the terminology and it all be such a, a labyrinth, right, to try to decipher and understand. Um, Lincoln Riley, famously, I mean, people see him with play calling sheet yep. and it's like a piece of paper folded up. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the new age that you shouldn't you shouldn't need um, that much that of an expansive playbook available to you. Um, you should be able to break it down and run just your your key plays, your money plays, and just present them in different packages and present them in different ways. But either way, I, I think it's really interesting because you know they're saying the TCU game this might have cost Texas TCU game. Here's my here's my and I almost feel like. The coaches want this out there. This is my conspiracy. This is my conspiracy. Come on, bring it, because I'm with that, you. That that Coach Steven and the coaches want this out there, so that we'll all go. You know what? The reason they lost those games, 
he was tipping his he was tipping his pitches, tipping his plays. That's why. Mm-hmm. And we forget that he gave Bijan the ball twelve damn times versus TCU. You mean that's oh t- don't tipping your plays is why you gave Bijan the ball twelve times versus exactly. t- that's what oh I, oh I didn't realize that's what happened. So tipping plays that forces you to give the ball to your best player only twelve times in the biggest game of the season. Oh yeah, and, and like what? No, no, twelve. No, no. The tipping plays does not, in my opinion, right, it does not excuse him from throwing the ball to a guy with a broken hand and double coach. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're like, well, that was tipping plays. Why do you know? Well, well, why would you throw a broken hand? Why would you keep throwing it? Why keep dropping? They're passes? like, yeah, go ahead, throw yeah, it to him. That was tipping plays. So, really? He tipping his hand that it was broken. He dude probably hit him at the line of scrimmage, and he was like, ow. And he's like, what happened? He's like, my yeah. hand broke. He's like, oh, his hand is broke. Guys, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what the? It just this is not excuse. I love it. A lot of the play calling malpractice and the lack of adjustments in the second half. It's a great uh, sign that they're self scouting to this extent. Great that they found it. But yep. there are things in in games we saw, ladies and gentlemen. You all remember, ain't got nothing to do with your plays being tipped. Exactly, and, and that's the bad damn coaching is what it was. That's sometimes. when you gave him his other name. So, the good news is for Sark, he may not know this because he's kept his coaches. UT's pretty good about learning new languages because they've had fired a coach and hired a new <laughs> exactly. coordinator basically every single year. Yeah, up leading they up can to adjust here. pretty doggone quick. That is so, very true. Yeah, so yeah. they're used to learning new stuff. At Texas. Unfortunately, you're right about that for the guys. Uh, that has been the case, but like I said, it, I, I'm, I'm glad they found it. But, man, I just wonder how often this happens for coaches. Like I said, I haven't done enough research and asked coaches, like, how often are you changing your plays? I imagine now it happens more than it did back in the day. But we just gave you numerous examples of it happening at the highest levels. There's even a um, – and I think one of the texters here uh, actually – Kirk Beasy actually referenced it too. In 2004, I believe Greg Robinson was the co-DC, and, and Major Apply tells a story about him – where he was, he walked in on Greg Robinson one day, like just had his ear essentially to the television screen, and he was revealed. Basically, he he came upon the knowledge that Texas Tech hadn't changed their signals. Right, that they basically were using the same signals uh, that they had used when they played them before, and they had all that knowledge, and they think Texas beat them like fifty-one to twenty-one or something like that. Mm. Um, but. I mean, I, 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 I don't know how often coaches are changing their, their signals in the place. But they should. You, you should. As you said, you should be doing it more often than not. You should put a system in play because baseball has these fail-safes already because there's been such a culture yes. of stealing plays and tipping pitches and trying to steal signs and that kind of stuff. So there's a culture in place where you guys have almost misinformation and a disinformation fail-safe. We're, yeah, yeah. we're trying to give you fake information. Exactly. Or too much information. That's so you why don't they know have multiple it. signals. Yeah, like yeah, now, yeah. they got those little robots on their yeah. arms where they're just calling it in like that. That's that may be something too that you have to go to. You yeah. might have to just call it on a on a mic. Just talk into your um to your speaker and have it in his ear. Do do, do college coach? I mean, college uh, quarterbacks have that in their ear? I don't sh- think they don't they know. have to. Yes, I, because I, I see do. them doing it all the time. Yeah, you could just go that just route. Just go that route. Yeah. What is NFL, all the fakeness? The NFL goes that route, right? Pretty much. Yeah, signal it in real quick by. Hey, run the dang ball. <laughs> Give the ball to Bijan. Put some. 
Put some Bichon on it. Give it to her more than 12 <laughs> times or she's CCU. How about that? More than and 12 don't touches. Touch, don't throw it to the guy with yeah. the broken hand. Yeah, don't right throw now. it to the guy with the broken hand. <laughs> Z- and I mean, zero targets versus TCU. That was, oh, what, those tipping plays is what <laughs> that happened. I didn't, I didn't realize tipping plays influenced your play calling to that extent. Come on, man. I, 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 you know what my theory is? They wanted this out there. They, they, they leaked this out there. Like, I like get this it, out though. there because then people, they'll understand that we're improving as a squad, uh, but also the reason we lost those games, oh, we were tipping plays and we didn't even know it. Man, if we didn't know that, we'd have won 11 games last year. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I love it. I love don't, it. Don't, don't be the Dodgers. It's one of the re- – it probably just, it was a factor in them losing the games, but it wasn't the reason they lost them games. Yeah. Come on now. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I think they want us to think that's the reason they lost them games. Nah. That seems fair. Right? That seems fair. Come on now. Let's throw off them. Throw the sin off of them. Throw the sin off of them. He of was him. throwing to a one-handed <laughs> man out there. You know what I'm and saying? they knew where it was going. And they knew where it was going. And you kept throwing deep. You wanna, that's why you kept throwing deep? Because they yeah. knew the plays? Yeah. Oh, they think we go. Oh, they know the plays. They think we're going to run short here. They think we're going to run away with B. I'm just going to throw it deep. Uh, Nobody will guess. Is that how he tipped plays? He walked out on the field. They're like, he's throwing deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's not tipping plays. Yeah. That's your character as a coach. And you said it again. This offseason, you said, we're going to keep throwing deep. We need them deep balls to work. We will keep throwing it deep. He's like, well, but you just telling everybody you're going to throw it deep. So, so that's not going to hurt you. That's, that's not tipping plays. Yeah. That's just, just called doing research. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just doing my due Letting diligence. Know. Oh, man. Coach Steven. Okay. Uh, what you got coming <laughs> up at Hardstock Life? We got the head coach of the Westlake Chaparrales, JT Blair, as they prepare to take on Pearland for the state semifinal for a right to play in the state championship on Saturday. You know what I'm asking about? What? Tipping, tipping pitches. There you go. And tipping plays, steal, stealing <laughs> signals. I'm going to ask somebody. I'm going to bring up the, the, the <laughs> Sorry, the Coach Stevens story. All right, we come back right here. Hard Knock Live on the side. Uh, right here on Bardo Line, 104 Not in the Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie, National Best Friends Day. That's what it's all about, National Best Friends Day edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, is a man that has been on for the last three weeks. And, Rod, you know that superstitions run in baseball, mm-hmm. and it is time to have that conversation <laughs> one more time as they get ready. The Westlake Chaparrales get ready to play for a state uh, semifinals right. matchup against Pearland Oilers out of the Houston area. It's our man, Coach J.T. Blair. Coach, how you doing? What's up, Coach? What's up, guys? Y'all doing all right? We're doing, doing all great, right. Coach. We're doing all right. Oh, yeah. So, my man Rob <laughs> Babers. You know, that's, that's always good to be back with Harbaugh and Rod. That's hey, right. That's right. Hey, appreciate you coming on, Coach. We know now, man, we, we're a part of that, uh, you know, that superstition streak going on, too. <laughs> Those y'all keep on winning, man. You're going to keep on coming on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the good man. thing. Rob was talking about this just a little while ago. So, there's a story that came out that the University of Texas has been uh, – they were so-called tipping their players.
plays and their hand signals were all the same. So other teams were were picking up the pitch. I'm not pitches, but picking up the signals. And Rod had a question for you, mm-hmm. kind of about that type of situation when it comes to baseball. Yeah, I just want to know, Coach. Hello, Rod. Yeah, what do you do to? I don't know, to basically try to uh, keep your signals and keep all of your plays. Uh, how do you try to keep that, you know, discreet? Uh, do you change up your signals every so often periodically, or do you put out? We've got you know, picks some, you know. I mean, we yeah. change the keys, change stuff like that. But we've gotten picks some in the playoffs, and I, I know that uh, our signs are floating around and people people have gotten them. So we, we've gone to a wristband this week. Oh. So we, we're not, we're, we're not going to get picked this week. We're going mm. to the wristband. See, nice. that's so, what it's all okay. about, trying to stay ahead of the game, coach. doing like the research, that. finding mm-hmm. it out. That's what we like to hear. So now we're getting ready to face uh, Pearland, one of the better teams in the state. Obviously, when you get to the Final Four, it is uh, no room for error. What have you seen for for Pearland so far by watching film? You know, this is a good team. Uh, pitching's their strength. Uh, they got a big righty that's, that's – uh, committed to Arizona State. They got a left-hander that's committed to A&M. I mean, they got, they, they got dudes upon dudes on the mound. So, um, and, and, and besides that, they, they're, they're a good defensive team, right? They're going to play a little bit of small ball. They got about three guys in their, hit, in, their, in their lineup that really swing the bat well. So, you know, we've just been getting our guys ready all week. And, I, and the hay's in the barn, guys. We're prepared. We're ready to roll now. It's funny that you say that. Rod had said that earlier about another situation. He was like, it's already there, man. The hay is in the barn. We just got to go over there and just make it happen. So through 44 games this year, by the way, you've won 40 games, which is the most in the nation. I don't know if you knew that, Coach. The most wow. wins in the nation. That's unbelievable. And, you know, you, just a school record, obviously. But in 44 games, you guys have scored 334 runs, 52 runs in the playoffs. And you start looking at how you got here. You see the games between Vandegrift. Then you played Brandeis. Then you went through Round Rock, Eagle Pass, and then San Antonio Johnson. And now for you to get to that ultimate pinnacle, you have one more step before you can play in the state championship game against Pearland. What has this meant to Westlake Nation as a whole when you start looking at it? Because we talked about this before. Basketball teams have been playing for state championship football, obviously, is in it. You got track guys that are doing really, really well. And now the baseball team has an opportunity to do something special as well. Hey, hey, uh, don't get me wrong here. The the 746 likes winners. Okay? Like, you, you, there's some expectations. <laughs> yep. And. We're going to be good at every. I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. The ro, the robotics team's going to win. Right? <laughs> I mean, the, the band's going to win. The cheerleaders are going to win. The baseball teams better win too. And yep. uh, we we kind of feel like we're on equal footing with everybody, and uh, and we're proud to be there. You know, uh, the Westlake Nation, they're they're going to back you. You know, they they want you to win. They expect you to win. But man, when you get rolling, look out. They're going to back you. Yeah, and that's what it's been all about. I got a chance to come out to the game against Johnson. That was Friday night. Um, Lots and lots of people there. You talked about the fact that you were going to have extended bleachers out there. I saw all of them full. I do get it. And I know that's what you guys are going to be trying to do at the Dell Diamond uh, this week, tomorrow night, 
First game, first pitch is at 7 o'clock. I know you guys are having a big send-off tomorrow at 3 o'clock from, from the field house, and then you're going to be able to have a big party over there pregame because I know that's one thing Westlake folks like to do. Y'all like to party a little bit. But I wanted to ask you this. As you start to look at some of the key personnel on your squad, you know, you've got some guys that you pulled out. Shapiro, you got him to come out sure. in, in a big hit situation. Aiden Bennett, Blake Peters and had a great game on Friday night, uh, big push. But your oh, yeah. pitching, it, it goes back to your pitching as well. You were talking about how, you know, they have big guys over there that, that they lean on. You have guys, you got a whole stable of pitchers that you're looking to extend throughout this. And the one thing that I loved about your team so far is every time I've got a chance to watch you play, you guys play solid defense. Talk a little bit about your defense and what Ben Longoria behind the plate has done an unbelievable job of controlling the tempo of the game, and you've had clutch hits throughout. You know, you, you look at guys like uh, Ben Longoria behind the plate, Aiden Bennett at, at uh, shortstop and at third base. We bring Joe Stockwell in there to play some third base every once in a while. And, uh, of course, we just got Theo back. Theo played second base uh, last Friday night. So, I mean, Sage Sanders has, has been our been our uh, first baseman pretty much the whole year, done a great job there. I mean, you, you look at the outfield, Isaac Beeler in center field is going to run down every ball. And then it, we've, we've had Shapiro out there. We've had, we've had Braden Babb out there. Who made we've a great throw Madden at home the other there. day. Yeah. I mean, look, man. We're going to play solid defense, and, and, and that's been our, our calling card all year. We're going to pitch. We're going to throw strikes. We're going to play defense, and then we're going to execute offensively, and I think that's the key here. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a, good, a good game tomorrow night. You know, I, we've been playing three-game series, and, and now, you know, you're condensing this thing into a Final Four, and it's a, it's a one-game deal, and you're going in there, and, and that's, that's how we're looking at it. It's a one-game season. And and we're, we're we're playing it that way, Coach. We're talking to Coach J.T. Blair, head coach of the Westlake Chaparrales, as they prepare prepare to play play in the UIL Texas Baseball State Championship semifinal against one of the best teams in the state as well, Pearland. They're thirty seven six and one. And you you just brought up the fact too about the one game playoff. Now it it is turned into that. You've had series up until this point, and when you become part of the final four is just a one and done how do you approach that mentally and how do your players approach that mentally because they're like rocky said there is no tomorrow that's right there's hey we, we've been saying all year there's no tomorrow we're burn, we're burning the boats we're gonna burn the boats on this deal <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna everything we got is, is gonna be on the field tomorrow night we're gonna we're gonna pull out all the stops and um, we're going all out to win this game i mean Burn the boats, baby. That's been our mantra all year. And, uh, you know, that's, our guys are used to that. And we've, we've, we've been in a three-game situation already with Round Rock. We've had our backs against the wall. I mean, we're approaching it very similar to, uh, you know, game two after we got beat at, at Round Rock in game one, you know. So game two was a must-win game. So we're, we're approaching it very similar to that. And, um, you know, our guys have been in this position before. And, uh, you know, uh, lots of experience, 
and here we go. Let's go, man. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. I mean, you're the local, last local team standing, and what better way to culminate your baseball season than to have a dog pile at the – I mean, at Mm -hmm. uh, Dale Diamond, but there's one more step Mm -hmm. before you can get there. Coach, uh, tell everybody where y'all are going to be leaving from tomorrow, and uh, I know you want the 746 to get over there and party up. <laughs> the hills, baby. The hills are going to empty out. Seven four six is going to be there. So uh, we're going to we tomorrow night. We're going to be or tomorrow afternoon, three p.m. Right behind the stadium, the football stadium scoreboard. So kind of in that Shap Court area. All the Westlake people know exactly where that is, and and uh, we're excited. Our kids are excited. Our community is excited, and and we're ready to go. As somebody who's close to a lot of those parents over there, um, I couldn't be prouder because I know a lot of those kids since they were little kids, and now they're having a chance to do that. So best of luck to you guys, and hopefully next week we have you on talking about a state championship. Would love that, guys. Would love it. I appreciate you guys, and hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a P1. I'm a listener. So you know, hey man, let's let's go, let's go. Appreciate it, man. Looking forward to talking to you next week, Coach. That's right, Coach. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Mike. See you guys. Appreciate it. All right, good luck, Coach. There he is, head coach of the Westlake Chaparral. I love that he admitted that they tipped some pitches. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a it's, it's part, it's such a of, part it, of baseball. It is like it's like no it's like no shame or embarrassment in it in baseball. It's like, you just no, no. got to be slick about it. <laughs> yeah, you know what like, I'm no, saying? Yeah. Don't 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 blatantly like if there used to be times where guys were on second base and they would signal in to the catcher. I mean yeah. to the batter like ball's gonna be inside, ball's gonna be outside. He's gonna throw a fastball. And they, they were using little hand signals and all that other stuff. There's so many things that go into it, but the fact that he's aware. That the 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 rumor is that it's getting around. It's getting around. The signs are getting so around. So now let's change it up a little bit. Yeah, now they're just going to the wristbands. Yep. Uh, for this round, it's interesting. That's what Coach Pierce is. Coach Pierce has wristbands. They got wristbands colors yeah. and numbers and everything. It, it, honestly, when you're going up against you know elite competition, great coaching staffs, uh, maybe it's something you can't you can only avoid to a certain extent. Yep. And they're going to get so when you have, you know, certain amount of of a sample size of film on teams um that maybe if they are observant enough, they're going to be able to find you know a, a a trend. They're going to be able to find a connection between, yep. you know, your plays or at least the pitches and some of your signs and you got to have a fail safe in place. You have to you yeah. have to, so, always. Uh, no, that was a good conversation from Coach, and we appreciate his time. And then somebody on the Specs text line did tell me uh, to mention that Drew Brees gave him a shout-out Yeah, about Westlake baseball. Drew Brees, Calvin Schiraldi, yeah. mm-hmm. bunch of former players. Uh, I saw Kay Klubnik gave them a shout-out as well. So Yeah, the Westlake fam rose deep. They rose very they deep. They rose deep. Like he said, they try to win in robotics. They try to win in every <laughs> damn thing. And uh, they support. They yep. do, man. They support in mass. So we appreciate Coach coming on, too. And hopefully we'll be talking to Coach next week. Hopefully. That's what, that's what we're hoping. Yep. All right. Uh, and they're playing Pearland, right? Pearland Oilers, man. Guess Pearland who's from Oilers. Pearland? Corey Moe. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I didn't, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I yeah. knew he was from somewhere in the H-Town area. I don't think I knew he was from Pearland, though. Yeah, my sister-in-law. Uh, my brother lives in Pearland, so Pearland's blowing up, man. My sister-in-law's brother is the head soccer coach. At Pearland as yeah. well, so I saw him last weekend. And the girls just won the the girls straight state um, championship 
last weekend. Yeah, and I got a I got a cousin that actually plays football for, yeah. for Paraland too. I think he's just a, he's a sophomore. No, yeah. it's I got a lot of connections to Paraland, so I'm not I, I'm rooting for Westlake though. Don't get upset, folks. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't like give us a lot of Paraland love there. I didn't I didn't go to Paraland. Yeah, oh, that's right. You don't care if the Oilers win. Uh, they, that's only the Houston Oilers for me. me. Yeah, <laughs> shoot, I actually lived in the seven. I lived in the seven four six longer than I lived in Paraland. Hello, <laughs> hello. Hey, I lived in that area code for a little minute, man. <laughs> In there. Uh, all like right, I'll send that zip code for a little minute. All right, we come back. We'll get into the off the record on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049. DD Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Um we remember the salacious gossip story from yesterday about <laughs> Zion Williamson mm-hmm. and his gen- the, 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 the gender reveal for his uh, the child that he's expecting because uh, I think he's expecting a girl. So congrats to him. Um, and uh, he and his woman, baby mama, whatever, um, they put it on social media. So they're very proud as well. They should be uh, of having a child together. But one of his uh, alleged side pieces Mariah Mills, who's a self-described ex-porn star, she came out on social media and outed him as, hey, I know y'all are about to have a kid, but basically me and him been having relations uh, as recently as you know last week. And then she put out the receipts. She put out all the receipts via text message about Zion texting her and trying to arrange her to move to New Orleans. And he was going to buy her a place and how much money she needed, all that. She revealed the receipts. So Mm -hmm. uh, spoiled a little bit of Zion's news. Uh, There's another woman now that's also in the mix, too. She's putting out receipts. She, She claims that her and Zion had some relationship, too. Yeah. She said, this ain't got nothing to do with clout. I got my own money in real life. And never been a prosty or sold my body. Uh, you outside of the. You know, I'm not gonna read all that. She did. She does say that basically. Um, he. She did not let him record her, and that's why she was not one of his favorites. And he did not. I guess she didn't get her promise. Richard Emilie uh, is how you say the watch, like the Emilie, mm. um, and a. Bentaga, I have no idea what this stuff is, but apparently really expensive stuff. So she wants to out him too, and she's claiming they also were getting it on. Uh, but she says she she admits like I wasn't one of his favorites because I don't let him just do what he wants to do, include film her. Well, my my one question. Mm. She said is, also I never gave you a menage a trois. And you were upset about that. Man, Zion, boy. He, she he, said I never gave you a threesome. Never had an OnlyFans account. Or was on Pornhub, so I guess I was all <laughs> all play. I probably never had a chance. And I got my own loop. <laughs> she said, you're a nasty sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> she, does, she says this, she said, you're a nasty sex oh addict. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he probably, he's got to be a little bit more selective in the ladies that he's choosing yeah, he's not to choosing hang well. out with. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I ain't mad at you for, you know, being a philanderer. That's your business. But you need to be a little more selective in the ladies you're choosing. Because if they're outing you now, 
after this news. You've done some bad things to them. Yeah, you've treated them poorly, but also yeah. you've chose some straight up thoughts. Mm. That's what and that was. What was said yesterday? Skanks. To, <laughs> there was one of them that Come said, on. that and they're proud of it. They're very proud of it. Yeah, but I, I, mm. the the purposeful mm. outing is the thing that is uh, always disturbing part. Because you said you're not doing it for clout, you're not doing it for this, but you're putting it in social media and making sure that everyone knows that you were part of his process as well. Woman scorn though. Yeah. So it's been. Well, oh, she said she ain't want nothing from him. Tell us all this time. That yeah. still don't mean she's not hurt. Yeah. I mean, you probably. I mean, that's a mean, He probably lied to her. Didn't tell her about him having get another one pregnant and being a baby daddy. Mm-hmm. That information was probably not in the, you know, the cards. Was not part of. It was not revealed while he was trying to seduce her. Yeah. So I think these women are just upset because when you see a gender reveal for a guy you've been having sex with allegedly yeah. on social media, you probably feel a certain way about it. Now. Should you feel a certain way if you're not the main thing and you're a side piece? Probably not. Yeah, but you knew the deal. That's yeah. Uh, the t- you know, I, I I can't tell you. That's from the, you know. I don't know how serious things were, but she had re- the, Mariah Mills, the ex porn star. She had receipts. Lots this other woman doesn't have receipts, so I don't know if her story is as believable. The other woman, she tw- she tweeted At out. At this text point, messages. everybody believing that Zion got problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well not problems, not problems, but what, because it's good for him. But he's got 99 problems, and women are a lot of them. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you this. A few of them. How many do you think he's been with more women or played in more NBA games? I think he's been oh, with more, more women. women. Way more women. <laughs> well, hey, that's me and Rod, way more women. Me and Rod didn't even hesitate no, on that one. That, that's, that's, yeah. not, that's a pretty sad after a four-year career. But, I mean, he's played in like 114 games. Yeah. I think he's been in with. four years. I, I'm telling you, you can, as an NBA player, you can put up some really big-time numbers Here's the problem, off though. the court. Here's yeah. the problem. <laughs> he's not going on the road because he ain't traveling with the team because he's always hurt. So I, he's got to put all these numbers up in New Orleans. Yeah, but he, he probably No, nah, he, he travels sometimes. He travels sometimes. Because he's the one that's got a lot of free time. He, he does go, have a lot of free he time. He could go out there and scout the city for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's finding the He's finding the spot. 22 yeah. years old. 22 years old. Well, and, I mean, and not it, even getting a chance. He ain't even been do, do you on think, the court. And a woman that's older, too. His baby mama's a little 30. older. Do, do you yeah, think, she's 30. She's 30. Do you think that when he his chick's like, hey, we should post this gender reveal on the on on, on social media, he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, nah, we probably, you know what, let's keep this between us. <laughs> we don't need to be. Well, it's, on, it's on her social media, to be fair. He didn't put it on his. Yeah. It was on like, her. This? And everybody keep found it. it. Oh, let's just keep this low key. <laughs> we don't need to try. Oh, now I'm not worried about nothing, but uh, don't do it. <laughs> hey, she's obviously got a lot of influence because he. I mean, it's like a little. It's like a a produced bait gender reveal. Oh, like, yeah. It's like well, it's clear he doesn't have any problem spending money. Yeah, I'm saying like, but he didn't put it on his page. So I, I agree with your theory that he didn't want to publicize it, but he st- he didn't say no. He could just said no. He could have said, said, no, I'm not doing that. Hey, don't tag no. me. Hey, he don't tag me. He could have said, <laughs> said simply, I'm not doing it. But that is him, a, him being in it is what made it go viral. People find it because people basically have like Google alerts and everything for him. And people are like, oh, that must be his baby nah, mama. That, that's another Because he's six, in the gender reveal video. That's another 6'10", 300-pound black man. Uh, that that's a baby face that's <laughs> in that video. That's not me at all. Why so he's that? so he's proud. That's what he should be. He's about to be a father. He's proud of it. But I'm with Patrick. If you knew you were doing this much dirt, you probably should just said, you know what? I'm gonna have the fight with her. No, we ain't doing that. I don't no. want to do it. And just have the fight with her because it's probably this is this is not worth it. 
this stuff getting out is no. not worth. You should have then you could have ended those other ones and then tried to try to pay them off. Basically, yep. I know that sounds you know a little de- no, deceptive and no. duplicitous, but yeah, pay them off and say, hey, pay them off. Get a get a lawyer to, yep. to get break out an NDA for you. Say, can you sign this for me? I'll give you about. I'll give I give you fifty G's. I mean hundred G's, whatever you want. I'll yep. give it to you. Can you sign this? And that's how business is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you are a cor- when you are a brand in yourself, you know what I mean. You're not a businessman. You're a business and they, man. man. And now, exactly. And now he gets to go home and try and pretend like that's the only two also. Exactly. <laughs> no, nah, no, no. It's, but it's only them two. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. Those are the only two that <laughs> I know, the man. the only time it happened. And it yeah. happened one time, by the way. One time. Yeah, one that was time. the only time, time. I saw Yeah, one time. I had a moment sh- of weakness. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is so true. That's one thing. Cheetos always have to, they got to live with that. That's a that's a tough one. That's a tough sell. That is a tough yeah. sell. That wait, wait. So this two come out. Well, that's all you're going to find because <laughs> clearly I was good to everything else. Everything, yeah. That, yeah. That's the only time that I was unfaithful. Yeah. Uh, that's it. It's the only time he came back to buy me. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a really tough sell. For, it's like Tristan Thompson trying to tell you that. You know what yeah. like, That's the only time it is. I was like, okay, Tristan. It's like Tristan You Thompson. cheated on me when I was pregnant, dude. Like, you know that what is I mean? hilarious. Uh, Tristan's a dirty, dirty dog, but hey. He still gets it in. <laughs> he gets it in for real. I think she's still like, uh, like tried to trying to rekindle something with him too. It's probably for the show though. Probably it's more definitely for the, show. for the show. He's he's good for the show. Definitely hey, and LeBron likes him. He still got a job. And he probably get another checks. one like next year. Friend of LeBron. Yep. Hey, you know why LeBron? He's like makes me look good. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm home at one a.m. and she's like, "What were you doing?" And you were like, "I was trying to get Tristan out of there. He's a fool. He's out. He got home at five a.m." Yeah. Oh, every every crew's got that guy. Everybody, every crew's got a fall guy. It's like, hey man, I, you know I got to tell why. Every woman in that, every uh, significant other of every guy in that group hates the fall guy. Because he's lied about, and all the people talk. If you blame everything on, oh, we're out late because of him. He got wasted, so I had to take him home. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm just. Why, a- why were you with that girl? I wasn't with. I was with her because <laughs> yeah, of him. Because of him. Because of him. He I, brought her. I didn't want her to have to walk home, yeah. so I had to. I had to drive both of them around. You know what I mean? They were both <laughs> wasted. They couldn't yeah. even find their phone. Yeah, he's making up stuff. The lie gets deeper and deeper, and then you got to call him and explain to him the the, the lie and how deep it is. <laughs> Oh, the fall guy. The All fall right. guy. Hey, hey, fall guys out there, we love you guys, man. Yeah, a lot of us would be single if not for you fall guys out there. <laughs> All right, we come right back. We'll get into the uh, NBA playoffs. We'll get into the finals a little bit, dive into the win uh, for Denver Nuggets in Game 3. Big one for them. And also, apparently Dame Lillard has a team that he would like to play for. We'll dive into that, too, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9.